It's Tech Tuesday on High Noon, and my expert is Joan Mulville, Chief Executive of the Irish Internet Association. Joan, welcome to the program. Um, just what I thought we would talk about is because a lot of architects who can design their own homes and apartments, not that I know that many, but many who do bring in all this tech, don't they? So they turn off the lights and the curtains and all that sort of stuff. Is that available for the rest of us? Well, it is, but it's expensive. So not all of the rest of us. But there is great technology out there now for the home that is inexpensive. Ac- that is inexpensive and accessible for people. Right, like? So, for example, if you're with Electric Ireland, you can have a Climate or a Nest. Or if you're with Borgosh, you can have Hive. And they do similar things and cost around the same. You pay about €45 Euros, um, on a licence um, per annum, but you'd easily save that much in in electricity or gas. So, um, for example, you install the climate, it's about 250 euros, I think. And once that's in your home, you can control your central heating and your hot water from your mobile wherever you are. I do it all the time. Climate's a brilliant idea, I have to say. You know, because when you go on holidays, you're thinking I'm burning up at home like and there's nobody in the house. And and but but also you don't want to turn it off because if you're away during the winter you don't want to come back to a whole cold house. But with climate, you can just turn it on the day before you come home. Precisely, and I have a climate in my house and, and it's an Irish company which is great. So Nest was obviously acquired by Google, um and it does a very similar thing, but climate is an Irish um an Irish business and I have one and it's phenomenal because I live in Mullingar so and I could get delayed and I was constantly having the heater on a timer and coming home going I miss the warm hours disgusted with myself turning it on again and then I used to travel a lot in a previous job and I was so envious of the guys who came back on the travels with me they would go home to a lovely warm house and a full fridge and I would go home to a freezing cold apartment and a fridge that was ready to walk out by itself but it's brilliant now so I'm not wasting heat you do you save money by having one in there yeah and it's it's cheap I mean there's no question about about it but um how realistic is the kind of you know full service home where you we've got climate for our central leading and a water but how realistic is pulling the curtains turning on the lights uh you know turning on the microwave put getting our dinner started how realistic is that well parts of it are very realistic so board gosh as i said have hive as well and again hive is a brilliant and it's a full service smart home it's not completely available in ireland yet and um, the most you can get here is is very similar to a climate and a nest so it controls your central heating but they have developed technology and it's not far away for bringing it here where you can control your plugs so obviously uh, George I'm sure you don't have to worry about remembering whether you unplugged your straighteners but it is the it's just the fear of most young women that they've gone out of the house and left the straighteners on there's even doormats that say did you turn off plug, the plug on your straighteners so you know you left the iron on you've forgotten you can now the technology is there to be able okay. to check that from your phone. So that's close. That's close. That's very, very close. Now, there's an interesting thing about the plug, which which happens in a much more mundane fashion, I have to tell you, is if you stay in a hotel 
and you 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 plug your laptop in to charge, right? Now you go down for dinner or breakfast or whatever it is. Of course, you take the little card out of the gadget by the door, but that turns off all the electrics. So now you come back and your laptop hasn't charged. But they give you two cards. Don't lose the other one. Leave one in the door and bring one with you. But it's, it's, I mean, obviously hotels do it all the time to stop waste of electricity Correct. when their customers are not in their rooms. But you can't, you have the option of leaving it plugged yeah. in. But there's a great gadget uh, and I, I have one because I'm very unhomelike. I mean, don't talk to me about domestic issues. But have you seen this vacuum cleaner? Have you tried it? I have a friend who got one. I was talking to someone just two weeks ago, um, a good friend of mine, and he has bought a robotic vacuum cleaner. Now, they are super. He did say it zips around the house. I have I did a lot of checking out on them afterwards. And you can get one for as little as 300 euros, which is still a lot, but it's the price of a good vacuum cleaner, right up to a thousand euros. And they've all got different reviews and some of them have got great, like the Dyson one has got like tank tracks on it. So it'll get over the little speed bumps that are, you know, the saddle boards in your house. But I am a bit of a purist and they won't move the couch for you. No, but <laughs> I mean, like, I, I have somebody in the house who does the hoovering. It's called a wife. But um, I don't have one of those. Yes, but I, had, I have also a thing called a Roomba, right, which is one of the first robotic vacuum cleaners. Now, Ingrid doesn't use it as much because precisely it doesn't move the couch but it does whiz around the chair legs and everything else like it's not bad so it it, it would it would do sort of 70 percent job i would think It'll and with no the important thing is with no physical activity indeed so i think it's good for the maintenance cleaning, tidying, vacuum that you do yourself maybe during the week. But it won't do you for what I would call my mother's standard of move the furniture, which you do on a Saturday morning. Or the nuns in the hospitals in the old days. Or the nuns. Now, have they have they moved these robots onto lawnmowers, for instance? Well, the lawnmower part, robotic lawnmowers have been used um, like in golf courses and stuff like that for a long time. Really? Yeah, they have been I... around quite a while, as far back as nearly 20 years ago. But they are now accessible again for people's homes. And I think, by all accounts, it's about as entertaining as watching grass grow, watching grass being cut. But I do think, given the price of them, they're still very expensive. Are they? Yeah. And well, you know, a thousand, two thousand euros. Yeah, but it it doesn't count as much today because power motors, lawnmowers are fairly, you know, basic now. Whereas when I, the thing that put me off mowing for life and I never went back to it was the old ones where you really had to push. I mean, it took real hard work to cut the grass, you know, where the things just turned around based on your pushing Uh, it's a lot easier now Uh, but the idea of just turning the equivalent of your vacuum cleaner uh, loose on your lawn must be attractive surely I I have a quite a big lawn the joys of moving down to the Midlands and but I find mowing my lawn very therapeutic and it is it is a push one but it's self-propelling therapeutic yes you know all that up down it's kind of nice but that said I think you would need to have a lawn that was secured. If you think about it, would you let your very, very expensive robotic lawnmower whiz around by itself and anyone could just pop in over the wall and take it from you? 
Uh, you see, I have no interest in green grass. Green grass, in fact, anything green, like vegetables, motor cars, <laughs> paint, anything green, I'm opposed to. But one of the things, sadly, I was broken into. And, of course, I did what an awful lot of people do. I closed the door after the horse had bolted by getting mm. a, a phone watch uh, alarm, which works brilliantly, okay? Yes. But there's always a problem when somebody, like, say, my son comes to stay with, with his wife, and then they're coming in late because they're young people, and then I have to remind him what the alarm is or whatever. Um I, I I'd love I'd I'd love a climb out for alarms. I'd love to be able to do the alarm thing remotely. You can do that. Really? You can get a HKC alarm and um there's a Securecom app that goes with it and now you can set your alarm remotely from your phone. So I have that. I have a mother with a key and I have a sister with a key and um so then instead of me giving them an alarm code just tell me when you're there. I'll unset the alarm and tell me when you're leaving and I'll really? set it again. Yes. No, that's really good. Yeah. I mean, that's really good. By the way, my guest is Joan Mulvell, who's chief executive of the Irish Internet Association. It's Tech Tuesday. And if you have a question, you can send it in to 53106. If we go and get it today, we'll do it um, next week. Um, the alarm thing, though, is because we also, I, I, I can never understand when an alarm goes off in a house, we automatically assume it's a mistake. It's a don't false we? alarm, exactly. Don't we? True. I'm half the time worried if alarm goes off, the only person is going to be scared is me and not the burglar. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, to be able to set and reset is an enormous advantage. Yeah. Certainly in relation to alarms, because... If you haven't got some kind of remote thing and your mother or your sister or your son or whoever happens to be goes in and it goes off, there's now this whole palaver of the company telephoning and saying, you know, what's your password? And it's very complicated if the alarm goes off by mistake. True. And I understand, too, that with some alarms, you've only got a certain number of free Guard a call outs before they start charging you for, you know, false alarms, literally. You know, you could be the boy that cried wolf and your alarm keeps going All off right. through idiocy rather than through burglary. Well, that, I mean, idiocy deserves penalties. Well, so. probably. All right. Now, there is a point which I'm increasingly discovering as I, my, I get older and older. Um, there are things I sort of can't do anymore. Not dramatic things, but just things I can't do anymore. One of them, funny enough, is hearing the telephone. You know, like if I leave my my phone in the front room and I'm in the kitchen, Inga will very often say, your phone's ringing, and I won't know. I won't have heard that, you know? And, and like... Um, we're a doorbell-free house, okay? So somebody sort of taps on the door as opposed to his doorbell, and I don't hear that either. So what about that? Is I what there must be because older people are such a huge market now. People must be thinking about how can I look after old people in the home. 
Well, exactly. And I think that's the great advantage of technology for people living independent lives who have issues around accessibility. Um, Funny enough, my colleague Jenny, who works with me, has just graduated from Deaf Studies at Trinity. And she was telling me about the deaf community. And I'm not suggesting, George, that is you. But as we get older and we have some hearing loss. You have hearing loss. Yes, hearing loss. And so um, a lot of the deaf community would have a pager that will vibrate on their person and alert them to the fact that their doorbell is ringing or that their alarm is going off, anything like that. So that's a really useful way that technology is helping people in their homes through connected devices. All right, IKEA have introduced wireless charging for your phone. It's built into your bedside lamp. Yeah? Yeah. Who'd want to charge the phone with the bedside lamp? Well, I just don't think you should have your phone in your bedroom. There should be technology-free zones, personally speaking. All right. Apparently, the phone watch engineer has rung me up and he said, I can set my phone watch alarm remotely. There you go. I didn't know that. Thank you, phone watch engineer. What about smart lighting? Yes, you can get smart lighting as well. And that's, as I say, part of the Hive full service home. But I do think some of the alarm companies let you do that too, to turn on and off your lights remotely. But the issue for me, for a lot of these smart devices, is they work really well and are particularly beneficial to people with large homes. And there's an awful lot of larger homes down the country, you know, where they're bigger houses, bigger sites, and they benefit most. But the problem we still face is rural broadband. So a lot of these are being worked over SMS, over text messaging, rather than broadband, because the broadband is not there to support it. Okay, but I'm with Barry, though, uh, who sent me a text. I have never had an electric blanket Right. Mm-hmm. One, I automatically assume something will go be wrong and I'll be electrocuted in my bed. But more importantly, as Barry rightly points out, you forget to turn it off. You fall asleep, don't you? And then you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and temperature in the bed's about 127. Well, what I is th- that remote as well? Well, one of the th- the simple thing you can do for that is get one of those plug-ins to the sockets that you can put on a timer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that would be a really simple way around that kind of problem because I don't do electric blankets, but I do when I go home to my mammy and um, it's someone has to run upstairs and plug in all the blankets at night. Yeah, the plug is interesting because they're fairly simple. You can get a plug with a timer on which turns your lights on or whatever exactly. happens to be. That's not terribly complicated. So therefore, do it for the day. The electric blanket doesn't seem uh, incredibly difficult. I'm a bit of a techie if I'm interested and and television and video and all that stuff is one of mine the thing now that's just brilliant is the Sky app on the phone I don't know where you do stuff but you can remotely record all your stuff if you're away it's, it's great yeah, so I have Sky as well. I have to say I shouldn't be biased towards one, but I do think Sky is brilliant. The app is really easy, easy to use, very user friendly. And while I have most programs that I'm really interested in set on record, sometimes, you know, you could just hear about a program, you know, it's on that night. You haven't set it up to record it and you can do that from your phone now it's as well. It's such a simple app. I mean... That's one of the things, very often with apps, you know, uh, they can be quite complicated. There's a couple I'm still trying to get used to. But like that thing, uh, I mean, how often do I use it? Not a lot, because most of the stuff you pre-prepared and and said it. But as you rightly point out, there's always, oh, 
I forgot the match or uh, somebody tells you there's a great program on tonight and you say oh I forgot that and you do it so just to be able to pick up the phone and just do it I think is a class thing I mean if for RTE you can watch it all on player anyway or UTV but the challenge is if it's a BBC programme you can't get BBC really well not legally on your on your devices over here so it's not accessible outside of the UK so for a BBC programme it's particularly effective yeah, and um, the thing is, though, that we are inexorably moving towards a point where our telephone, as as increasingly apparently is happening, people are not using telephones to make phone calls. They're using telephones to do everything else. I read that in the paper yesterday. Yeah. There was an article in yesterday's paper. I don't remember the full details, but it did say that smartphone users hardly ever use their phone to make a phone call. Yeah. We use them to take photographs, we use them to send messages, we use them to be remote control devices for our houses. Well, it's quite interesting that there's a friend of mine over from Zimbabwe at the moment and he he doesn't have an Irish SIM in the phone. So obviously he's loathe to make phone calls from his Zimbabwe phone. So he just uses the internet and WhatsApp WhatsApp and all this sort of stuff and he communicates away happily. Well, there you are. Tech Tuesday every month. John Mulville, Chief Executive of the Irish Internet Association, will bring us up today.